0: Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rock podcast. I am back today with Katie Horner and we're talking about working from home and homeschooling and what that all looks like. And so Katie's given us some really good tips on how we can do that, how to get started. I want to talk today kind of in in a couple different directions. I want to talk about how to balance homeschooling and working from home. I think that's really one of the other questions. The one is, how do I get started? And the next is, how do I balance it all? And that can be really tricky, but Katie is doing it, I do it. Lots and lots of moms are able to balance both of those things. And it's, it's not easy, but as we talked about, work is worship and work is not a bad thing. And so we just need to be really mindful of how we're spending our time. And so we're going to talk about that today. Uh, But before we do, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program that you don't have to teach, visit ctcmath.com and they'll do all the teaching for you. That is one of the greatest ways, especially if you're working from home, to utilize organizations and companies like CTC Math who will do online teaching because that will free up some of your time to be able to get some other things done. So ctcmath.com. Well, Katie, welcome back to the podcast. I want to ask you first about the flower in your hair. I, I love I, every picture I've seen of you. You've got a flower in your hair and, and some really cool bling going on. Um, talk a little bit about that. How, how did this flower come to be? Yeah, so a lot of
1: people do think the flower is just a branding piece, but it's actually a a big part of our story. Um, When we first started our online business of, you know, it was the curriculum business, then we started coaching. And so in this coaching business, when I started teaching online classes, uh, it was a hot day in the tropics of Mexico. I had littles running around. It was behind schedule, right? And I've got to be live on camera in like two minutes. And so I grabbed my daughter's headband with a flower and stuck it in my hair. I was like, that'll have to do, right? Turn on the camera and here we go. Everybody's like, oh, I love the flower in your hair. And uh, I didn't think anything about it until the next week when I showed up without the flower. I'm like, where's your flower? That was so cool, <laughs> right? So I started wearing the flower headband more often, and as I did, it was like the Lord was revitalizing in me the piece of me that I had shouldered for so long. Back in some of our early ministry when we first got married, we were told that anything that drew attention to ourselves drew away from the mission, drew away from the gospel that we were trying to share. And so it was discouraged to wear headpieces or earrings or nail polish or, you know, anything that would draw attention to you was frowned on. And so I complied, but I didn't realize that when I did that, I was squashing the things that made me me. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, and so wearing the flower brought out to me like, I feel pretty with a flower in my hair. And it was like, God was saying, yes, that's how I designed you to Mm -hmm. love fun and color And so it became this lesson to me. It's my daily reminder that I get to show up and be me today. And God loves that. I love the fun and the color in my life. And then as he brought the flamingos into our business and that became a mascot and a teaching tool for us, that also like you are on the inside what you are on the outside and one cannot be separated from the other. And so it's just become my thing that reminds me that this is what I get to be today.
0: I love that. Hold tight on the flamingo story because we're going to talk about that the second half of this podcast. Um, But before we get into talking about flamingos, talk about balance. Talk about how how can we balance working from home and homeschooling at the same time? How do you do that? What does your day look like?
1: Well, first of all, I want to remind folks that God says, faithful is He that calls you who also will do it. And so if He's called you to homeschool, He's called you to do business, He's called you to be a wife, He's called you to all these roles, you don't have to do it. He does it, right? So there's a calm down mama moment right there, and just remember that God's got this. Secondly, whatever He's given you to do, He's going to have time for. Um, And so we don't balance as much as we blend the things that we do and the roles that we have. And so— um, blending for us some days means dedicated time just to business pursuits. Um, like today, dedicated time for podcasts. I've had three interviews back-to-back, right? This is a business time slot. But this evening, when I walk out of my office and shut the door, it's dedicated family time where they know mama's all on for them. Mm-hmm. And and having those boundaries in your calendar and in your life and being able to honor the people that you're present with in the moment is super important in learning to blend all of this together. At the same time, even though this is a dedicated spot for business today, if one of my kids needed me, they know they can walk into my office because they're more important, right? And so if there was an emergency, they're absolutely welcome and they know that. But if there's not, they also know they need to wait because mommy's doing business. And they know that business benefits the family because we talk about it on a regular basis. It's not just mom and dad's business, it's what God's doing for the family through the business. And so they feel like they have more of a part in it. The other thing that that we do is my husband and I regularly have planning meetings. We do a core, we try to get away, like not just at home at the dining table or in the bedroom, but like actually leave the house and go somewhere. An overnight or at least, you know, a dinner or a a bench in the park somewhere that is neutral, somewhere that is more public, so we can't get angry with one another, right? Um, And that's where we do our planning, at least on a quarterly basis, so that we can have a day to get on the same page, What's coming up? What goals do we have in our business? What goals do we have in our family? What trips or what activities are important, right? And just being able to get on the same page with the planning and with the dreams and what, you know, what God might be showing each of us so that we can come back and have a, a united front <laughs> to the children and to the business team and to the public audience that we serve of what is happening in, in the next. Then every day we're on the same page, Right. Every day there's a check-in that says, hey, what have you got today? Well, I've got three podcast interviews back-to-back. I'm going to need you to keep the kids quiet for that time, right? Or I've got to go do this errand. Or, you know, my husband may need to run and help a neighbor fix something. Or um, he's a baseball chaplain here in our city, right? And so it's just daily coordination as well. With remember, we've got this today, or we've got a braces appointment, or there's that music lesson we got to get him to at five o'clock, you know, and just that daily communication that keeps us working as a team and being able to blend those responsibilities in a way that that looks beautiful in the end instead of causing friction.
0: Yeah, yep. I think that one of the other things is for moms, maybe who their husband isn't home, he's not part of their business. He's working his job, and now you're home, and you really need to figure out what to do. Making your husband not, not necessarily part of your business, not as your business partner, but talking with him through whatever it is that you're trying to do and having him pray with you and for you and taking his advice uh, to heart. You know, and, and if he's not supportive of something, and if you're married and your husband's not supportive of you doing a specific business, I would say don't do it it's more important to honor your husband and protect your marriage than it is that to run with something super that, yeah, then you think is, you know, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it no matter what. That can be a really dangerous place to go uh, in, in your marriage. But if you don't have a husband, if you're someone who's maybe you're a single mom and you're having to find a way to bring in some income, find somebody, whether it's a pastor or maybe the you know women's director at your church or your your dad or your mom or a neighbor, somebody who you trust who you can say, this is what I'm thinking about. Will you pray through this with me? Will you hold me accountable? Will you help me in some way? And have other people in your world who can help walk with you through this journey. Don't do it alone. Because you know Katie and I, we we get to work full-time in ministry with our husbands, and it is the greatest blessing. But that's rare. I mean, most people don't have that opportunity. And so we're definitely not the norm. (laughs) Um, But definitely have someone that you can pray with. I had a mom um, not too long ago, a few months ago, she called me and she was wanting to do a, a type of business. And it was actually a homeschool kind of business. And she said, you know, what do you think about this? And I said, well, I think it sounds great. What does your husband say about it? She said, he doesn't want me to do it. And I said, then don't do it. It's it's absolutely not worth doing what your husband doesn't want you to do. Um, you know, protect your family first. Uh, but the other thing I would say is, If you've not yet read Dorinda Wilson's book, The Four-Hour School Day, that's an excellent book. School doesn't have to take as long as what we think it needs to take. And so school is only, it needs to only take a few hours a day. So block out four hours a day or five hours a day or however long you need to block out for your kids and be committed to doing that. Um, And then plan your business on the other end of it. School can take place in the evenings or even on the weekends. It does not have to take place. Monday through Friday, between the hours of eight and three. You know, it, you can be really flexible with that. So I think that's important to keep in mind as well. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at BJUPressHomeschool.com or call one 800 5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant.
1: Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their Creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love
0: of learning. Visit us at apologia.com. We are back with Katie. Um, I don't know how many of you know this about me and about Garrett, my husband of 28, almost 29 years, but we actually met on a mission trip to Mexico. It was my freshman year and his sophomore year in high school, and we went to a uh, we went on a, a short mission trip. I mean, it was like maybe a week. I think it was during Christmas break. And we went to an orphanage in um, somewhere near Tijuana, I think. And we got to serve in this orphanage. And that was the first time we ever met each other. I actually remember him sitting in the van as we were getting ready to leave and thinking, oh, he's really cute. <laughs> and many years later, six years later, we started dating and then and got married quickly um, thereafter. But it's funny to think back through the times in Mexico because of course we're from California and so I've been in Mexico many, many times, been on many mission trips there. From the time I was pretty young, my mom started taking me when I was probably 8 or 9, was my first mission trip and it was I remember there was a dump and uh, these these people lived near this trash dump and it was really sad, but I'm uh, just having our eyes open to how other people lived and and learning compassion for other people. Uh, you know, when you live in in modern America, we have this idea that this is how everybody in the world lives. And then you go outside of it. Sometimes you're like, oh, that's not at all. So anyway, um, Katie, how did you and your family end up in Mexico? I mean, of all the places to go, there's lots of places to serve the Lord and ways to serve the Lord. What was it about Mexico? How did you end up there?
1: Well, my husband's family um, moved to Mexico when he was in high school. His dad and mom became church planting missionaries on the west side of Mexico. And then he came back to the States to college, which is where we met at some point. Uh, I had wanted to be a missionary overseas since I was in ninth grade. And um, was really, you know, Spanish was at, on hand. It was the easiest thing to learn. If God takes me somewhere else, it'll be easier to learn another language. If I learn Spanish, you know, the whole, that whole deal, I was already going to go somewhere. In college, I was looking at different uh, countries and visiting mission fields and just really searching for where God wanted me to go. And so once we met and married and decided we were going back to Mexico, uh, initially we uh, came to work at a Bible college and were there about two years and then God moved us to an orphanage ministry on the other side of Mexico which is where we are now and just like context location wise we are in the part of Mexico that would be like Florida compared to Tijuana under yeah. California which would be like Washington state in the United States right so that's the the distance uh where we are but um Then after the orphanage ministry ended, we were helping some church plants and and, um, getting some local ministries going here, and we were starting a church out of our home and coffee shop ministry when COVID hit, and uh, the Lord shut that down. Mexico was shut down much longer than the States was, and— My husband is the chaplain for the local baseball team, the Campeche Pirates, and we get to minister to them. And a lot of our ministry is done actually through our coaching clients now, ministering to the people that we get to coach in business and in life. And um, we are still very involved in the Spanish homeschool movement as well, speaking and consulting um, there. So our business, I think, has given us a lot more ministry than we ever dreamed possible. Like, I'll never forget when we ran ads to an online Christian women's Bible summit, right? And the fact that we could, you know, spend $100 in Facebook ads at that point and gather 300 women online when we couldn't even get 20 locally to come to a a location and meet with us, like, it just blew my mind at the potential there is— for ministry around the world when there are no borders because of what we can do on the internet and what an amazing tool that can be for the gospel.
0: Mm, I love that. Talk about the flamingo advantage. How wh- what exactly is that? You've mentioned it throughout the whole week and <laughs> I I have your book The Flamingo Advantage: How to Leverage Unique, Stay Relevant and Change the World. Um, tell us about this ministry because I know this is this is the the book is, you know, take off of the ministry, but tell us about this ministry and how in the world did you come up with that name?
1: (laughs) Well, I always say the Flamingos adopted us. Um, I I was... My family and I decided to go see flamingos in the wild at one point several years ago Fine. because here there's a place close to us here in the coast of Mexico where they migrate, and we thought, oh well, that'll make an amazing educational field trip family <laughs> experience, you know. So we rent, we chartered a local fishing boat. One of the, it felt like a tin can on the water, um, and we took it out, our family and our guide, and went to go find these flamingos in the wild, and. I don't know what I was expecting, Yvette, but when we rounded that bend in the river, all I could see was like the blue of the sky and the water and the jungle green on both sides of the river and in the middle, like pink fluffy clouds everywhere. It was such an amazing, unexpected sight. I will never get that picture out Mm. of my head. And I I was in awe. Like, I think my mouth literally dropped open, but as we got closer to them, I think I expected them to like, Move away, or to be scared, or to you know to to fly off. They didn't do any of that. The closer we got to them in this shallow river, they just stood there, like they just continued to do what they were created to do. They weren't scared about the tourists. They weren't scared like we weren't getting out of the boat because there was crocodiles in that river too, right? (laughs) They weren't scared by that either, and. Um, We got within several feet of them, and just to see how amazing and confident they were just standing there doing what God made them to do today. And it was so impactful to me that as I couldn't get it out of my head. When we came home, I started researching flamingos, and the teacher in me was like, oh, my goodness. And I could see all of these lessons that lined up for believers and for entrepreneurs especially, right? Like, the flamingo is pink all the way through. It's colored by what it eats, The color from their food is what colors them. Well, the color from the diet we feed ourselves is what makes us look like we do on the outside, too. (laughs) Physically, emotionally, spiritually, what comes in is what goes out, right? Feed negative, get negative. Feed positive, get positive. Um, The flamingo can't separate himself from the pink. I can't be who I am on the inside and not have it show on the outside. They can't just wake up and say, I'm going to be blue today, right? We can't say, oh, I'm going to be a Christian this weekend, but not Monday when I go to work. It has to color everything we do. Flamingos don't survive if they're isolated. They thrive in community. They have to live in community for their own safety and for their health, right? And when we isolate ourselves from the people who can support us in our calling, we also find ourselves dying. We need to be surrounded by those that can love us and support us. Mm -hmm. So many of those lessons. So it eventually became a book, right, because I'm I'm an author too. And so Faith Like Flamingos came out first, and that was a devotional book around all of these facts that I'd found out about flamingos and the lessons that it taught me about what it means to walk out your faith in bold color. And then that took off, and suddenly— you know, clients are sending me flamingos and people are tagging me on social media saying, the flamingo made me think of you in your book. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and I started using it more in my teaching and in my, my business trainings. And then I started thinking, about, okay, how do we apply this to business? How can we be a flamingo in business? How can we look like all the other people who are doing what we do in our niche and still have that unique voice that calls our people to us? Because flamingos can be just as pink as the next birds and hard for us to tell them apart, but they know each other because each one has a distinct voice, right? And so even if you look like a thousand other people in your niche, you doing what you do the way you do it calls your people to you. And so that became the flamingo advantage, And the book and the lessons in the book then became the frameworks that we use to teach marketing and client experience to our people, and really helping you hone in on that God-given uniqueness that is yours, that was given to you to be able to change the world that you touch, to be able to call your people to you and and have the impact God wants to make in their life through what He's given you to do. And, you know, the
0: the rest is history. Yeah. Oh, that is such a great story. I love that, and I'm gonna go look up more about flamingos. They stink, <laughs> though. There was it smelly when you went to see them? Not in the wild. It <laughs> is no, in the zoo, really, not in the wild. That's so funny. Every time I go to the zoo, I love seeing the flamingos in the zoo, but it's like you can smell them as you're walking up to them before you can even see them. You're like, we're near the flamingos. They, they stink, <laughs> but they are so beautiful. So that is a great story. I absolutely love that. Um talk very quickly, we have just a minute left, about your coaching business. What is it that you coach people in, um, and how can people find out more? I, I know you've given your website, but give it again. Um, how can people reach you and find out more about you and what you've got going?
1: Well, the thing that we love to do most um, for is our, our three-day training that we host a couple of times a year that is the Christian Marketing Retreat. And so um, for your Christians in your audience, especially if you're thinking of starting a business, you've got a business you want to grow, consider joining us at one of those. It's virtual, you can attend from anywhere, but it's three days of inspiration, of learning to know who your God is and what that means for business and what it means for you and your uniqueness as you market this business to the people God's bringing to you. We do practical strategies. There's implementation times. There's networking times. It's really a great way to um, find your flamboyance, find your flock of of other flamingos in your network, and be able to um, lean into what God has for you in growing your business. Um, Theflamingoadvantage.com has got all the info about those events, about our coaching program, our mastermind, the books, the podcast.
0: It's all there. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It has been so much fun chatting with you this week, Katie. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, Thank you for your encouragement this week. It's been even an encouragement to me. um, And I know it has been to our guests as well. Um, We are so grateful for you and appreciate all that you've done to to grow your business, to serve the Lord, and to help others do the same. So uh, so thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. And you guys, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you stay to the very end so you can hear a clip of what's coming up next week on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. And again, everything is at schoolhouserocked.com. You can look at our store and find some cool Schoolhouse Rocked swag there. You can watch the movie. You can listen to our other podcast, the Homeschool Insights podcast. If you've not yet heard that, um, it's daily, what's well, five days a week, and it's 10 minutes or less of homeschool encouragement. So join us for that as well. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye.
1: What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both
0: I am such a scattered person. Like I try to do 10 things all at one time and I know that it's not good. Like multitasking is one thing, but I will try right. to like multi-multi-multitask. Right. Um and so I'm like trying to do laundry and clean the house at the same time as doing school with the girls. Right. And um, you know, you would think I had learned this many years ago, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, this isn't working out so well for us. I really need to focus. So, I'm taking after Abby and I'm actually blocking out 4 hours to five hours a day depending on what we have going on right of just school and it won't be perfect you know I'm not under any illusion that it's going to play out perfectly every day you're going to
1: get so much more done in such a shorter amount of time because you're not going to be so distracted and you're not going to have to constantly refocus the kids refocus the kids I think you're just all in and I bet you are going to find it takes way less time than you think when you do it that way